Who's that lady? Well, that lady is the host of Morning in America on News Nation. Nice. And she is Adrienne Bankard. Adrienne, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing good. Good to be with you guys. You too. Uh, Can we start off with a really good, actually a feel-good story about Little League? In fact, this was the story. I I posted this on my Facebook page. I said, this is one of the reasons I love Little League. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah, this coach would join us this morning, actually, on Morning in America, and the young man who was hit in the head by a ball. Um, I I could name them, but I don't even want to do that. I kind of want to just protect their privacy. They're all over the social media world, but... Uh, this young man throws a, a pitch and it hits the player at bat in the head. He goes down. He's obviously in pain. And then the pitcher starts crying. And so the young man who was hit walked up to him and gave him a big hug and just consoled him and told him it was okay. And when I interviewed him today, um, I asked him how did the pitcher respond, and he just was apologizing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I asked the coach what he thought when he saw it. He said, well, he cried. He said there were a lot of people tearing up when they saw this moment, but that it was about, you know, that we can set aside our differences. For me, it was a powerful example of forgiveness. Absolutely. Because a lot of times you hurt someone in your life, you have no idea. You're not trying to hurt them. Mm. And you end up hurting them and you feel so much remorse. And yet they show you unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness. And I saw that in that moment. And it was just, it was really touching for me too. And especially because it happened instantly. It's not like he went away and thought about it. Boom. This is the right thing to do. And I was like, oh. And he was just big enough that he kind of engulfed the pitcher. Yeah. That's what I loved. It's just like, oh, that's the best hug in the world. And, And at that age... There are no emotional barriers to just show, oh, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Gee, I'm sorry. Are you, you yeah. okay? Yeah. I'm glad you got to talk to them. like that. I'm sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, were they shocked at how many views they've received? Because I know it's in the millions now. I think that they weren't shocked. I mean, the young man might be shocked. I uh, <laughs> I think that he was surprised because he just was doing what he thought was right. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he kind of fluffed off how hard that ball hit him and said oh, it was mostly my helmet oh. but um, I saw him go down and it did not look pretty yeah. but the coach was not surprised I think that he and the rest of the people there witnessed something special and he said something to the effect of he had talked to someone else about the game ahead of time this was a big game they both wanted to win really mm. bad mm-hmm. and um, this gentleman said to him I have a feeling that this game is going to be more than just sports. This is going to be more than just baseball. And oh. so now we have this lovely uh, picture of what we should all be doing every single day of our lives, which is being quick to forgive, being quick to tell somebody you apologize, and um, being quick to show compassion in a moment where things could be misunderstood yeah. or, or even frustrating or painful. I, I, I know we're going to move on to some other stories, but just very quickly, <laughs> I think this is a mindset that permeates Little League baseball. A couple of years ago, Johnny and I were watching the Little League World Series, and mm-hmm. one of the pitchers hit one of the batters, and the batter then uh, got first base. And as he was running to first base, the pitcher ran over and just kind of gave him a fist bump and said, hey, didn't okay. mean to do that. Yeah. I thought, yeah! yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
I've got to ask you, Adrian. this time of the year, Steve and I are night and day. I would get so excited about going back to school. He, no, on no, the other no, hand, no. would dread every minute that was leading up to back to school. Because I am a right-thinking American. Where, where do you fall on that? Did you like school? I don't, I don't need to go back. I don't need to go back. <laughs> but did you like it? I did, I did as a child. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I was very... Um, I was very into spelling bees. Yeah. Uh, and then middle school, I was into yearbook. So I had some really good teachers. I had I had fantastic teachers. In fact, my first grade teacher and I still keep in touch after all oh, these years. So that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but I don't need to go back. I don't need to relive that. I'm like, I'm <laughs> well, no, I'm with you. I, I, yeah. I never <laughs> wanna, done that. I do not want to go back to being a teenager. That's for sure. Uh, did, no. did you get a new outfit though for the start of school? Sometimes I'm one of seven kids. Oh, uh, my mom always got something for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'd have a few shirts, or and you know, she made up my clothes when I was very, very yeah. little. Um, and she was a great seamstress. But seven kids, it's expensive. Yes. Oh my gosh! Don't you have a figure of something like three hundred and something dollars, four hundred, five hundred dollars a kid to get them ready to go back to school? That's stunning. I thought it was a little lower than that, but I think it's like when you add up, most people don't just have one kid. Yeah. Um, so. So it's going to be in the hundreds of dollars if you have more than one kid, even if you shop at a, at a discount store or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, but we had a guest on today from a group called Operation Warm, and they give away um, coats to children who need them, oh. but also shoes and clothing, because what they realized is that for a lot of kids, it's a confidence booster that they have that brand Absolutely. new back-to-school wardrobe, and it means something to them in terms of their self-esteem and their acceptance yeah. and their sense of belonging. And so I thought it was a really great um, way to highlight back-to-school is doing more than just shopping. Yeah, yeah, and it was very important. It was very important to me as a kid because uh, I always got corduroy or wool, and it could be 110 degrees, but I was going to oh wear corduroy or wool. I hated corduroy. I couldn't <laughs> stand the whoosh, 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 whoosh. You had fat legs. <laughs> Well, there was that. Whistling when you walked. Why? Why were you guys wearing such heavy fabric for back to school? Because it was back to school. It was proof that, you know. Because in the Catholic schools in Chicago, it was corduroy's and blue shirts. And in my world, it it was fashion. I swear, I remember wearing a wool sweater and a corduroy slacks. No, I think it was a skirt because we weren't wearing slacks then. And it was like 95 degrees with no AC in the building. None. But I sat there and oh, sweated, no. but I look fabulous. <laughs> okay, well, as long as you look good, you felt good. Right. I would right. make me outfits. I would never want to sweat the whole day, though. <laughs> Adrian, it's a pleasure to oh. visit with you. We can catch you as the host of Morning in America on News Nation. Thanks a lot for stopping by with us today. Thank you for having me. Good to see you guys, or I guess talk to you guys. Thanks. I feel like I'm seeing you through the radio. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bye-bye. Thanks, Adrian. Uh, let's see what's going on outside with the weather, and here's Mary.